Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. It's really easy to see situations from our own perspective. I know what I'm thinking and feeling. I know why I make the decisions I make. It's harder to see things from other people's perspectives because we don't know what they're thinking and feeling. But if we put ourselves in their place, we can sometimes understand their perspective. I like to do that in the lives of biblical characters. During the siege of Jerusalem in 2 Kings 6-7, through the Bible gives us quite a few people to do that with. Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, had Samaria, Israel's capital, surrounded. No one could get in or out. The city was slowly starving. I'm sure the people of the city thought God had abandoned them, but they deserved it. They'd been worshiping other gods and not following the Lord, so maybe some of them were realizing that this was a discipline from God who wanted them to come back to him. King Jehoram paced the wall, worried and sad to see his people suffering. Here's where we see perhaps the saddest story in the Bible. A woman appealed to the king. She said she and another woman had made a deal to eat her son one day and the other woman's son the next day. But after eating the first woman's son, the other one hid hers. What can make two women even make a deal like this? They were suffering from hunger, surely, but perhaps they were nursing their babies and their milk had dried up so that they had nothing to feed their children. No one wants to see their child cry from hunger, then get weaker and weaker until he dies of starvation. These women had no hope, nowhere to turn. In desperation, they turned on each other. The king of Israel heard this and tore his royal robes, revealing the sackcloth underneath. It was as if he'd been trying to trust God and be brave, not show how worried he was in front of his people. But this was the last straw. He reacted with anger, threatening to kill Elisha. Often, when a person feels hopeless, squeezed between a rock and a hard place, they respond with anger against God, in Jehoram's case, against God's representative. In his fury, he sent a messenger and then went to confront Elisha personally. His anger is understandable. Earlier in the chapter, Elisha had led the blinded Syrian army into Samaria. Jehoram was all for killing them, but Elisha had convinced him to feed them and send them home, to show God's mercy to them. Yet here they were back again, slowly strangling the city. It looks as if Jehoram and Elisha may have had a previous conversation, in which Elisha had advised Jehoram to wait on the Lord. The king burst in and probably shouted, Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait on the Lord any longer? I know I've felt like this. Lord, I've been waiting for you to fix this, to get me out of this situation, to keep your promise to me, but you haven't. I've come to the end of my patience. You haven't done anything, so now it's up to me. I'm going to do something. That doesn't usually end well for me. Instead of blaming others, like King Jehoram did here, or giving up in despair 
During those times, we can't see what God is doing. We ought to keep waiting, keep trusting. What about Elisha's perspective here? I'm sure he was affected by this siege and hungry himself. He knew the king was on his way there with murderous intent, but instead of running away like Elijah did when Jezebel threatened him, or hiding or something, Elisha sat there calmly and told the king what God had to say about the situation. As those who know and love the Lord, we can say calm and trust him in difficult or impossible situations. When everyone else is panicking, we can stand on the rock, knowing our foundation is strong and God is in control. Now, I'm going to be transparent here. I am not good at that. My family and friends could attest to the fact that I'm probably the first one to panic. So that's something God is definitely teaching me through this story. No need to panic. He's got this. He is in control. We'll talk more tomorrow about perspectives in this story. But for now, think about how you reacted the last time a difficulty came along. How should you have reacted? How can you be better prepared next time? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through his word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.